All right, that's it. This is it. Week 12, we're back in the building. We got the NEG boys on the college podcast popping tonight. We're one man short. This time, it is not one Nick and Akron that's absent uh, servicing a Denny's parking lot. That that uh, honor tonight, this fine evening, is actually it's a Red Lobster, and it's Memphis Matt. He's out, quote marks, networking, guys. Um, so how are we doing tonight, fellas? Doing good. I think he's actually passed out on his couch already from a bourbon overdose. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to be back, guys. I, But I do envision this pod kind of as the AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, you know, what, the way the race went, even though I'm only here half the time, I'm still the winner. I'm like Shohei Itani. Sean, you can be like Glaber Torres. You can be third. So I'm glad. I, I'm sure the listeners are on third. It keeps me out of a diaper. What I will say is that is an awful starting intro take by you. Like going to baseball at this point, just – Lame, especially when we like put it on a softball for you to attack Memphis Matt for for whatever you wanted to get back at him on. He's prepping a corn casserole. He's pissed drunk, like anything you could think of, and you went with AL MVP voting. You just said he's servicing then, serving servicing men at the Red Lobster. I I, <laughs> I, I don't know how I top that. I mean, you could have given him some tips. God knows you got practice. <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive in. Big week for the group last week. She'll run them through what damage we did. We are uh, back in the black, gentlemen. Um, all of us did individual, did very well individually. Shot, uh, Farky led the week 12-2-1. and one. Uh, Me- Oh, yeah, very nice. Uh, Memphis Matt, one game behind, 11-3-1. Uh, and one, And then Sean and I went 10-4-1. So, um, but most importantly, the pod picks went 6-1. and one, And actually... Real good shot at seven seven zero this week, so that's good good stuff here. Proud day. Have we had any sound effects or producing? Um, uh, you know, uh, an actual producer that got it out at, at a reasonable time. He could dub in some sound effects. We could kind of celebrate a little bit, a la when Hugh Jackson got fired. But uh, we don't. So alas, we'll just have to settle for um, the one sound effect that is a consistency, and we cue it up. When big news happens on the coaching front, and one Bobby Petrino, that's right, Bobby gone. Fellas, your reaction and thoughts. Well, this one kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? I mean, he wasn't even on anyone's slate as the first he gone. I had the big O, and we know that's not happening, so I I was really blown away here. They were just disastrous. Kind of the Hugh Jackson syndrome, not only – were they putrid? They were one and nine against the spread. So, I think Lamar Jackson hit a lot of. He, he ran for his life all last year and the year before that. So, he, the, the guy that took his spot, his last name was Pass, and he couldn't pass at all, which was kind of funny. So, Bobby Petrino, you're a dirtbag. You know, get get back on your motorcycle. You gone. <laughs> so I, I just want to send him off appropriately because I'm not sure he's going to coach ever again. But, Bobby, it's been real. You're going to cut your $13 million check because that's what they had to buy you out with. All that pizza Papa John's money, they're going to dump it into the next person. And it's been real, Bobby. But you gone. 
So a little Sarah McLaughlin to send him off. So, I mean, we are bumping up the production value here. We're, we got two things now. Um, look out. We're going to get into it now, fellas. Um, right out of the gate, picks. I'm now bringing up the rear, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, and there's probably some some joke to be made at my expense there. But I'll leave it up to you guys to try and throw some witty humor in for once. We're going to dive right in. Ohio State. 14 and a half on the road to Maryland. Uh, Farky, what do you got? I've got the Buckeyes here, probably not surprisingly, but uh, they did come back, bounce back well against Michigan State last week. We were, we were saying that it was a setup for them to have kind of a dominant game, which they did, uh, similar to the year before. Uh, they were desperate for a performance like that, so it was good to see. But this week against Maryland, Maryland did beat Texas early. They're a top, a top 20 D. Had a 200-yard rusher last week. I don't think it's really going to matter too much. Haskins is going home. He's from Maryland. Uh, also Chase Young and a few others. So uh, they got a little bit of a homecoming party heading into the state of Maryland this week. Um, they ran the ball much better last week. I think Maryland's going uh, to have to really stack it and sell out against the run. And Ohio State will counter with Haskins. So I see them to be able to put up some points. So I like them to cover this. Give me the Buckeyes. Yeah, I think Maryland's quarterback out, if I saw something earlier in the week correctly. Um, I think this is just a good spot for Ohio State. I think with the Martell pack package, it gives them some things. And now it's just all roads leading to what the line is set at next week. I'm taking the Buckeyes here. Shill, any insight already into what that line may be? Uh, I really think well, last week I think the Michigan's going to be a short favorite, maybe minus three. Um, I think some of this might depend on how Ohio State looks here against Maryland. And maybe I'll pose this question to you guys. Um, what does Ohio, other than winning out, what does, does Ohio state need help to get into the playoff here? Do, do they need style points? Cause that's the only thing I'm probably going to take Maryland here, but the one fact that I can't get a, can't get by is does Ohio state need style points here? They're going to pour it on. I don't know about style points. What I would say is I think Ohio state just needs Alabama to win out. Has to. I mean, I think that happens. It's Ohio State versus Oklahoma. I mean, and I would – I don't know. That's a, that's a tough that's one. That's tough. That's, that's tough, especially if they beat West Virginia. I'll say this. You look at the market, and if West Virginia loses this week, that actually hurts Oklahoma a lot. Um, Absolutely. If you look at the market, though, to keep a Big Ten out of the four again, that's, that's a tough sell when the Big 12 is as comical of a conference as it is. Not worried about Wazoo at all, winning out? No. Which would involve a game against Washington? No, because I and think then... we'll get to that one. Okay. All right. Two things I was looking at here. Maryland, the one thing they do well, they do hit some explosive runs. Ohio State can be susceptible at times at that. And, guys, I just can't get past the sandwich spot at Michigan State and then um, the big game on deck. So I'm actually going to take the points here. I'm going to take Maryland. Of the block. Okay. There we go. Memphis Matt also had Ohio State, shockingly. Uh, next game, Sean, will uh, head to Tallahassee here. Your Knowles are at home, I think, sitting on four wins here. Boston College comes to town. Boston College, two-point favorites here on the road. Who do you like? So anybody that's followed the pod the last two years, the thousands of you, no doubt, uh, knows that this is a little bit of a farky, farky move here. Mm. I, I desperately think Florida State's going to win, but give me BC. So I'm, I'm taking BC strictly out of – just 
I won't bet Florida State out of principle at this point. They can't block anybody. You've seen the Twitter handle. You've seen some of the stats. There was just another one tweeted. It's Thursday night about they're basically all five linemen are in the like bottom 450 of ranked linemen across the country. Um, I think that speaks volumes to where they're at. And, um, I, yeah, I think it's an ugly, ugly game, but I'll just take BC regardless if quarterback and running back Dylan or Dylan. I haven't looked at um... – I haven't bet this game, or I may not. Uh, two things to look at here, I think, with BC. Uh, Brown's Brown, their quarterback, got injured against Clemson late, did not return. He's questionable. And then Dylan was questionable coming into Clemson, and, I mean, he just – against that front, he just got beat up all, all night. So They're partial practicers okay. this week. So That's what I've read. I mean, obviously, Florida State's front is not Clemson, but still, Dylan's got to be 100% for this team to be effective. So as much as I hate it – I'm, uh, I think I'm going to take Florida State here. Fargy? I can't do it. I, I got BC. Uh, to me, it's simple. They need, to, they need to do one thing to win, and that's protect A.J. Dillon and get him going. Um, he's been their, their recipe for success all year. Uh, win the turnover battle. I, I don't know how Florida State's been as far as uh, – you know, keeping the ball safe, but I know that BC, when they've had, when they played well, they've they've taken care of the ball. So they need to get AJ Dillon going, um, win the turnover battle, and they do have a pretty good defensive front, which I think spells trouble for Florida State. So uh, I don't know if they're bringing back any of their you know stud offensive linemen or not. No, I wasn't really paying attention to your guys' takes. Um, so uh, yeah, I think their defensive front gets to the quarterback again this week, and they win. I think they win the game easily. Their stud offensive linemen are in JUCOs and seniors in high school this year. Okay. Well, I just I figured they were like most of the big-time programs that just have them layered. Oh, they have four and five stars. That's the problem. Those are four and five stars that never panned out. Thanks, Jimbo. Old Nader's got BC in this one, too, so he's uh, tagging along with us. So, chill. We're going to the next one. Northwestern, big win last week. Uh, they go on the road. Minnesota and taking on P.J. Fleck. Are we rowing the boat? W- what's going on in this one? So here? this line is totally flipped. Northwestern opened a small favorite, and now I see a lot of money here on Minnesota. Minnesota is now favored, minus two. Uh, Blaw went against Purdue. It comes down to one thing for me here, guys. Well, actually two things. Northwestern has absolutely nothing to play for. First of all, can we get rid of divisions? Because Northwestern and Pitt might be the two worst teams who ever play in a conference championship game later here in a couple weeks. But I like where the – Nah, Duke played one year and they were like 7-6. and six. Okay, great. Um, Minnesota here, <laughs> I, I just think they're playing well. They, they have five wins, so they need one more win to get to bowl eligibility. They play Wisconsin next week, so this might be the one uh, P.J. Fleck needs to get here to get bowl eligible and build some momentum here. So um, I like Minnesota a lot here, even with the line movement. I'm going to lay the two. Arky? Yeah, I agree with you in the fact that, that they've already got the division wrapped up. I don't think they're going to j- just lay down, especially with the line this close, and, and not care about the game. And I, I know Minnesota can't throw the ball consistently. Northwest has been, Northwestern's been terrific. I can't fucking talk tonight. Terrific against the run all year. So I think that spells a little trouble for the package that Minnesota is going to have to bring. Um, yeah, I don't know. The only thing that kind of concerns me, I saw PJ Fleck uh, 
quote after the game last week that said, big win for our football team, proud of the resolve, Keep the, kept the oars in the water and Ugh. kept rowing the boat. So, I mean, their focus is strictly on rowing that boat. So, you know, you might have something going for them here this week, but I'm going to take Northwestern. Yeah, and the old Nader went with Minnesota here. Uh, it pains me to, to be on the fleck train, but I, I'm going to take it here. I, I like the home the home squad. Uh, give me the Gophers, but um, yeah, the line movement's a little bit a little bit scary because I loved getting points, but uh, now we're on the other side of it. But um, and and a Fitz Fitz uh, Gerald team isn't exactly a laydown specialist, and they haven't been. I think we've said that the last two weeks, and they've actually. Uh, perform well the last two weeks so uh, a little bit of, of fear there but uh, I'm taking the Gophers in this one that was the gut instinct at the beginning of the week next game we got the the Utes laying seven they're on the road to uh, another he gone now it was later this week or and it's not officially yet but Mike McIntyre is expo- expected to be out at the end of the year um, so Utah heads to Colorado to take on the Buffaloes laying seven Farky what do you got yeah, so this is this one's interesting to see how they go with this because they they could go with the traditional rally around the coaches fired a month and a half before the season ends, but he's still coaching. So um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they respond to that. But in this game, I like Utah minus the seven. Um, Colorado, if, if anyone's watched them this year, they don't finish drives. They've been the Oakland D uh, against uh, Washington State last week. Yeah, they, they were terrible. I think they, Washington State covered that line by. At least like 12 or 14 points. Um, I'm shocked that this team beat Arizona State, and Arizona State was my dog shit pick for the year. Um, so I, I have to be a little crow there. Um, they're, they're just not very good. They've lost a ton of games in a row. Utah struggled in November, but it, Colorado's in a freaking tailspin, so give me Utah. And the old Nader took the Utes as well, and um, I'm going to follow suit here. Uh, I'm going to take them. I just I hate the situation in Colorado. I still don't, you know, Chenault's still got the turf toe. I think that's a big problem for them. He's the one guy that probably could, I, I feel, a hell of a lot more comfortable if he was remotely healthy, but uh, he's not. And um, I think Colorado's heading towards a tailspin. How many young kids want to put good tape for the new coach? You know, I don't know if they, they know or care enough. Uh, so did, I'm taking did you see an updated injury report on, on Chanel? Because I thought he was pretty much completely healthy, which is part of the reason I'm taking Colorado here. I hadn't seen, but um, I'm just going off of a turf toe. Are you really healthy true, until it's sustained no. a period of time off? Utah, a team I cannot figure out. Um, they're on their backup quarterback, but I was on Oregon last week, and that backup quarterback found a way to cover the spread there. So – from everything I'm reading here, I really think the players do like McIntyre here. So that's the reason I'm going Colorado. Um, I guess I'll have to check further here into Chenault's injury, see how he's practicing this week. But I'm not betting this game. I am going to take the seven here. And um, I guess I'm going solo in a bunch of games. So I'm either going to lose this overall lead or um, maybe put out a reach and I might not even have to put any bull picks in with you losers. Sean, we had um, – Cool. <laughs> You don't put picks. You don't pick. Great. Put awesome. picks in. It's automatic um, losses. Sean, we head to uh, that shithole that is Yankee Stadium here for maybe the biggest game of the week: Syracuse and Notre Dame. Notre Dame opened at nine. A uh, little early money here, and Notre Dame has pushed the line up to ten. Who you like? Yeah. I, so the other, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. The Notre Dame uniforms are an absolute 
abortion. And I use that term very, very strongly and specifically because I wanted to get across to my Catholic brethren um, that it is unacceptable for Notre Dame to be in pinstripe pants and goofy pinstripe gimmicky sleeves. The cleats are fine, whatever. But the fact that they're wearing that when you're Notre freaking Dame is appalling. I haven't even seen Syracuse jerseys. If they went back to the old Jim Brown style for this, I'd take Syracuse plus or minus 10. Um, so give me the Cuse in this. I like the 10, actually. Um, I think it's a close game. I think it's you know sloppy weather, if it's any indication of what we're getting here in Ohio right now. Um, so I like a close one. Uh, I think Notre Dame wins, but but I'll take the 10. Typically, I, I really like Notre Dame here against teams that are mostly a passing team. I really like Notre Dame secondary this year. My thing with Cuse is, first of all, I think they're overrated being 13th. And I think a lot of their stuff is based on tempo and just speeding up the defense. But I think Notre Dame's going to get enough quick stops here, stay rested, not get that tempo going. I actually like Notre Dame here to cover the 10. Sparky? Uh, you know me. I'm going to be with Notre Dame here. Uh, bought into bought into these guys. Called Dexter last week over 150 yards. Think he goes over 100 again this week. He's awesome. Him and between him and Book, I mean, they have as good of a backfield as I think anyone in the country. So I don't think there's any slowing them down. I agree with you, Show. I think Syracuse is a bit overrated. I just think it's one of those years where, um, you know, maybe that second level talent among the teams isn't there and they've crept their way up into a number that they typically wouldn't be at. So um, Syracuse is probably going to go off to a fast start on offense and teams haven't done a real good job of keeping up with them, but I don't think that'll be the case with Notre Dame. So give me Notre Dame. I see a lot of similarities with the Northwestern game actually here. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But still, you took, still, you took use. So, well, I mean, uh, Northwestern would have covered a 10. The line was nine, I believe. Yes. Wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, or maybe it was nine and a half and they, they only won by nine. It was something goofy, but, um, <clears throat> so, Next game, uh, Hulk on the road taking on, I mean, one hair to the other hair. Uh, Hulk taking on Gundy. Hulk's laying five on the road, Stillwater. Show what he got. I really hate this game, guys. I'm taking West Virginia, even though I typically hate them away from Morgantown. I just think Oklahoma State lost against their rival and whatnot. But the one aspect I do hate about taking West Virginia is they got Oklahoma on deck, which I don't think it's a look-at spot because they pretty much need to win out. But I'm going to trust the Hulk here, trust a little letdown from Oklahoma State going for two there, losing against their rival. I'm going to lay the five. Farky? I am flipping my pick from Oklahoma State to West Virginia. I said there might be a Oh, with the flip. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually ashamed that I didn't. You hate flipping. You hate when recruits flip, too. I, I do hate when recruits flip, but you know what? Unless they flipped Ohio to, State, and then you're okay with it. I, I didn't say that, I did, but I probably would be. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't have the hole here to begin with. Oklahoma State, they played well last week, but that defense still for West Virginia, I don't think it's enough credit. The offense, of course, is awesome. Stats are a little inflated for the offense, I think, because they haven't played Oklahoma State or Oklahoma yet. Um, which doesn't mean a whole lot because defense is always suck anyway. But uh, they're getting into the meat of their schedule now. Um, I think it's a game of big plays, and, and West Virginia protects the quarterback a little better than Oklahoma State does. So I like I like the whole. 
So Memphis Mats or Oklahoma State? I'm riding with Oklahoma State. My rant, though, is what's Mike Gundy's deal? And I was actually hoping that I'd get either you know Memphis Matt or Farkey to kind of give put up a quasi-defense for Gundy. But this is the same guy that 10 years ago was basically doing the I'm a man, I'm 40, come at me, don't come at a kid. Now... Ten years later, it's get off my lawn. I'm sick of these kids. They're all millennial pussies. What, what, like, never mind the fact, hey, Mike, you're 2-12 against Oklahoma, cat. Why don't you win some games and stop blaming it on the kids? You're not 40 anymore. You're into your 50s, and your loser ass can't beat OU. Wow. Well, there you have it. The only thing I can say in his defense is, same thing happened to you when you got your house now and you've been and you've been working in your yard. You don't want people walking on your lawn and you're an old senile bastard. Well, I don't care if people walk on my lawn, though, yet. If they're doing stupid shit in my lawn or dogs are shitting in my lawn, but that that's that's a common respect. You you and Mike Gundy have a lot of similarities, no. actually. We can do a podcast. Hold on, hold on. You bang your you bang your yard four hours every Saturday. And people are allowed to walk on it? I, I don't I don't believe it. Uh, it's not just Saturday. It's Saturday and Sunday combined. And it's because I follow Florida State and the Cleveland Browns. I think I'm entitled to go outside and have some me time in the yard. Man, I'll tell there. you what. If if I lived in your neighborhood, I'd walk my dog every morning and never bring a poop bag and just circle your yard. And if you did that, I would shovel it all. I'd put it into a bag. And then I would dump that right on your front porch during holiday time, like right around Thursday morning. And I would like spray some gasoline on it, light it on fire so that, you know, when they're, when you have guests coming for your Thanksgiving, they got to walk through kind of hell poopville. Yeah. They got to, they've got a term for that felony arson. Oh, okay. On concrete, I light some poop on fire and all (laughs) of a sudden I'm a pyromaniac, please. How about Sean? I'll just burn your house down. How about that? You want to throw? There, you, there you t- go. We'll do an eye for an eye. You want to throw poop in my yard? I'll burn your house down and piss on the ashes. Awesome. Sean, you're up now. Uh, Clemson, 29 point favorites here at home. They're hosting Duke. Go ahead. 29. I just it's it's too much. I know it's been like 28 and a half, even too. But I, I just think Daniel Jones is able to score a little bit. And you know, Clemson can they just call the dogs off a little for Christ's sake? Um, how many more you know, defensive linemen are going to score a touchdown? Sooner or later, Karma's going to kick in. One of these guys is going to blow out a knee, and Dabo's going to have that all-shucks look in his stupid sweatshirt on the sidelines. His kid scored last week. Screw him. He sucks. Whatever. Uh, give me Duke. Give me Cutcliffe. I think he keeps it close enough that he doesn't get completely um, face-stomped. You guys dog the shit out of him. You, don't, you got no love for Cutcliffe. No, he's an elite play caller. I like Cutcliffe. Duke Duke oh, should me, suck in football. Never mind, that's Memphis Man. Yeah, Duke should suck in football. They're they're, they're way better than Miami. Miami the Hurricanes should beg Cutcliffe to come down there. I hate that take though that Duke should suck in football. They why they could get any athletes they want. Not because, not in that area. I mean, okay. Yeah, whatever. it's because you got too many. There's too you got SEC. Like you don't have the same things. The basketball there in a different stratosphere. Football is totally different, and the academics for football are a hell of a lot harder. In basketball, you only got to get three smart kids in. Football, you got to get like thirty. Somehow Notre Dame does it. Well, that's a different discussion for a different day. But you know, they get some kids in sometimes. I'm not sure. That's that's Stevenson, wide receiver from Florida. I, I had heard stories about. 
and he got kicked off the team. Sean, I'm with you. I just I, I think it's too many points here. I'm going to take the 29. I will say, with, um, based on your rant there, um, Dabo has mentioned over and over again, he kind of brags about it, that they play the most guys in the country, you know, in and out, two, three deep on the D-line. Yeah, the, the lines you got to put Wilkins in as a fullback with uh, Dexter Lawrence as his tailback then on okay. these goal line sets. Just telling you what Dabo would say in his defense. Yeah. Farky? Cool, Dabo. Get a real name. This is... <laughs> This is a this is this is a ton of points. I agree, but I'll tell you what (laughs) that Clemson defensive front about three weeks ago decided it was going to destroy everything in its path. So I'm taking Clemson until they show any signs of slowing down. I I don't know if Duke will even score. Uh, I don't care what Cutcliffe comes up with. That they're better than any Alabama front I've ever seen. So I'll take Clemson. The old Nader's with you. So, uh, yeah, good luck riding that guy. Be dealing with a red lobster all night. Um, what next? What game are we on? I was so anxious here. Far, you got to turn in your high school picks too, uh, according to I already the chat. Did. Uh, so Stanford, riveting. what's what's this rivalry game? Stanford Cal. What the hell is it called? Two elite know. institutions, but it's something who, who important. Cares? But this is the one where Marshawn was driving around the golf cart, so I think that's at least impactful for the pod. Uh, Stanford's on the road to Cal. Cal's had a couple massive wins here of late, or at least, you know, I think they kept Washington even close, too. So three three straight covers, if memory serves me right. That said, I'm flipping the other way. I'm taking Stanford, laying the two on the road to Cal uh, this week. Show. I'm with you here. Um, I think I've been against Stanford all year. I just cannot trust Cal, Cal to not turn the ball over and win a close game. Uh, I'm going to take Stanford here. I'm going to lay the two. Farky. Yeah, John, nice lead on that, by the way. Um, Anyway, I have no interest in this game at all. I'm just going to say this is the game that Bryce Love goes for, like, 300 yards. Is he playing, or did he just shut it down to, like, study for a math class? He's he's been 50% the last two and a half years. Dude sucks. Yeah. Well, there was a pod last year where you told me you liked them. I said he's been dinged up, and you said, yeah, but look, he's still producing. (laughs) I probably did say that. Memphis Matt's took Cal. Uh, avoids the consensus there. Thank God, because I wasn't. I didn't want to stand for being a pod bet. I'll lead off here, Sean. Next one. Uh, game day comes to Central Florida here. Line has been all over the place. It went from about nine down to seven. Uh, we're looking at seven and a half, eight. So we'll just say eight for grading purposes here on the pod. Since he comes to town, here's my thing with the American. The conference sucks. Central Florida is so overrated. But Houston is meh. Cincinnati is overrated. South Florida was the worst undefeated 7-0 team ever. Um, I would take Cincy here, almost just as a hate bet against Central Florida. I'm going to take Central Florida here. I think the line's a little short. Cincy hasn't really played a really tough schedule, even though they have done pretty well this year. I just think the whole conference is garbage. The last time I took a game like this, I took Temple plus 10.5. Central Florida gave up. Like 700 yards to Temple, but the penalties were like 14 to 1. So the American sucks, and they're going to rig this game as well. So if you have Cincy, just be ready. Central Florida's going to get every call like they have all year. Just lay the eight. You're welcome, Central Florida. Farky. Yeah, I'm going to keep riding the Knights, man. Especially after that big bowl win last year against SEC Auburn, solid SEC team. So um, covering this game against these losers, yeah. 
I'm not on the Cincy train. I don't have a lot to offer other than this team scores, and it's going to be more needy. Central Florida. So Memphis Matt's on the Cincy train, and I got to be honest, not many times do I get convinced because I'm just kind of stubborn as, you know, as you guys have already mentioned. Um, I'm flipping to Central Florida because the American Conference is going to straight up cheat. And on the road, too, it is, it, maybe if this was Cincinnati, because those heathens down there, those Sam Weish wannabe, you know, hating on Cleveland pricks, they might, like, accost a referee. They ain't going to do that down there in Florida. They're going to get the, the red carpet treatment, and they're going to rig it. I'm taking Central Florida as well. You're 100% right here, Show. Sean, um, next game you'll lead off here. Texas, three-point favorites. Iowa State comes to town. Who you like? I'm taking Texas here. I, I, I They got more talent than Iowa State. I'm just going that kind of blindly. Um Senior day for Texas. They've actually kind of rebounded nicely, you know, from when they started their career there. Um, I think it's this will be a close one, but three's inside, you know, a decent enough range. So I'll take the Longhorns to protect home field, win this game by more than three. I hate this game. Um, I could easily take Iowa State. I love Matt Campbell. A little side tangent here. Cleveland media, especially you, Jeff Phelps. If you are saying – what Matt Campbell's record is at Iowa State is a reason he should or should not oh. be hired as an NFL coach. You are an absolute joke. Nobody wants to go to Ames. He's totally turned this program around. Dude can coach his ass off. Put your you know Cleveland Cavs pom poms away. That roster stinks. The owner's garbage. And for God's sake, for you know another thing too, Jeff. You're on TV. Brush your teeth. Okay, I, I've chewed for 13 years. I'm not on TV, and my teeth are whiter than yours. Okay, so you're garbage here. With that being said, you know what? I'm flipping. I'm taking Matt Campbell now. Give me Iowa State. Barky? Wow. Yeah, I flipped. I flipped for my second game. I'm flipping to Texas. I think Montgomery's out. Is that right? First half. First half, Had yeah. That Baylor scuffle. Yep. Uh, and Iowa State's not going for a shootout. Is he out? Does it just say parentheses haymaker? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was a kerfuffle. <laughs> oh, they put that? Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I think Texas you know, turns this into a shootout in Iowa State. That's not really their their recipe. So I, I don't dislike Matt Campbell, but uh, yeah, actually Dustin Fox and you would have very similar takes with him. So you got something in common. Yeah, that sounds Give typical. Me, uh, Texas. Uh, the old the old Memphis Matt he took Iowa State as well so you can join him and I don't really have any Jeff Phelps hygiene takes so I'll stay off of that one um, I am familiar with Jeff uh, Jeff Phelps a little bit um, I'll just leave it at this uh, he's just an unimpressive human being uh, next up Zona on the road Wazoo Wazoo's laying ten Farky what do you got in this one if this was this is at Wazoo, right? Yep. If this was in Arizona, the line would obviously be different, but I definitely wouldn't like him to cover the 10. Being that it's at home, she brought up a good point that will probably mention about uh, some health for Arizona this week, but I still think Wazoo's on a roll. Eh, I, I hate this game. It's probably my least favorite game of the week, but I'm going to go Wazoo. Stick with my man, Mike Leach. Yeah, I'm going to stay with it. Give me Wazoo. Memphis Matt's taking Wazoo as well. I'm leaning that direction. So uh, I, 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 I want, I've been wanting to fade against Wazoo. It's just the, the schedule is just not kind of laying out for it just yet. 
Uh, so I'll take them this week, but uh, I'm getting geared up for, for at least the next two weeks. If they make the Pac-12 game, um, fading them. So, show what do you got? Yeah, I, I was on Wazoo last week. I think every, I think they're undervalued. So, But line open at 9, now it's at 10. If it gets 10.5, I might get, take a piece here. Zone off a bye. The one thing that makes me leery here, Arizona, is I don't trust Kevin Sumlin. So this will be the healthiest uh, Talil Kate. Khalil Tate, Jesus, has ever been. I'm just not sure if you know they're going to run the ball here enough. I'm just thinking Wazoo's going to sneak out here, looking ahead of the Apple Cut Apple Cup. I'm going to take the plus ten here. So yeah, uh, give me Zona. All right, next game: San Diego State on the road. Bounce back spot maybe for Fresno. Tough loss to Boise State. They were out up 17-3. Ended up giving up three straight touchdowns over the next quarter and a half, I believe. And uh, lost a heartbreaker out there in Boise. And uh, now they welcome the Aztecs into town lane 14 and a half. Show what he got. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just a bounce back spot here. I'm going to lay the 14 and a half. Don't, much, don't have much more beyond that. Farky? No, I'm with you, too. Uh, I, I like that Fresno team. Uh, that was a, a tough team they ran into last week against Boise. So give me Fresno. And the old Memphis Matt, he's uh, hold on. He, Memphis Matt's got San Diego State, so I'm riding with him. That's a, a a fun feeling. I almost feel like just going against it, but um, whatever. I'll take him. Maybe I'll gain one on on YouTube pricks. Zero chance. Last one we're covering here in depth, uh, Sean. Oregon back at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Old Hearn comes to town. Who you like? This spot is an anti-Hearn bet. I don't think he's prepared to go into Autzen uh, Stadium and be able to deal with Oregon, hopefully getting kind of a little bit right. And Obviously, they've played poorly up and down really the last four or five weeks. They're way more talented than the results have shown. So I'm, I'm taking the Ducks in this one just in a bounce back, try and wrap the season up on a, on a high note and get to a bowl here. Um, and, you know, is Justin Aberg going to actually show up or is this dude just destined to come back next year because he is shitting the bed the last four to five weeks? Yeah, um, I, I think he will. Oregon's splits home and away are mind-boggling. I think Oregon's just way better team at home here. So I'm going to take them and bounce back after a di- – I think a disappointing loss against Utah. I'm going to lay the three and a half here. Farky. I have to give credit to the old, uh, the old ball coach at Arizona state. I, he's well overachieved my prediction. However, I, I can't shy away from my uh, habit and pick for him. So I'm going against him against Oregon, which is like the worst team for me to pick against him because I've been against them every game this year and pretty much won all of them. So uh, reluctantly going to take Oregon here. Uh, I, they're the better team, and uh, I don't trust any type of coaching package that Herm's going to bring into this to stop them. Memphis so, Matt has uh, Oregon, too, so we have our first consensus, which is pretty rare here. A lot of three-to-one here picks. Um, might have to go off the board here, guys, get a decent card you know, with a couple plays here. Sean, I know you put two here on the sheet. You have uh, Texas Tech minus six at, Kent, or at uh, Kansas State. Uh, you like a Middle Tennessee State plus 16 at Kentucky. I do like that one as well. Uh, you want to touch on anything on those? No, I just – the Middle Tennessee thing is, is I think they're going to be able to maybe get into the teens, and I don't expect in any way, shape, or form a blowout from Kentucky, certainly with the way they move the ball offensively. 
Um, I, I just I think that's a really nice spot. That's a good game for Middle Tennessee. It's a look ahead for Kentucky to pound on the rival Louisville next week. Like it, it I, I just I love the number. I love the spot there. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, only thing I'll say about Kansas State, I heard this on a podcast today, actually, uh, so I can't take total credit for it. Bill Snyder has told, has not let the players talk to the media, which I guess is a rarity. So my gut feeling here is he's about to announce his retirement. And I know we were a little unclear about how Colorado is going to bounce back, or you know how they're going to react to McIntyre being, you know, pretty much let go, retiring after this year. Um, but if that is true, if this, you know, if he actually is going to retire, I already told the players, and he's not letting letting them talk to the media. That's the one thing that might keep me off Texas. Yeah, but there. don't they play um, Kansas next week? I'm assuming it's rivalry. Uh, see, I, I don't even think it's that. I think I think one of the players stole his applesauce, or he thinks that, and he's just punishing him. <laughs> right. Or hit his diapers, and he crapped his pants and had to buy a new pair of Depends. Awesome. I give a real take, and you come back with diapers. Uh, the three I put on the sheet, and I don't know if you have any, Farky. We can touch on those afterwards. Um, not shocking. I like Baylor. Minus two. They're at five. They need – it'd be real big for Matt Rule to get to a uh, get to a bowl game here. So I like Baylor minus two versus a TCU game – or TCU team that is absolutely struggling. Um, another trend I do like is the first-year head coach kind of fading them at the beginning, and then when they turn it around, and I think Clay Helton's a dead man walking. I like UCLA getting three and a half at home against USC. And then the last one, I like Hawaii minus six and a half. Uh, they're one of the rare teams. They played 13 games this year. They have played 11 straight with that travel. And I know you guys made fun of my travel. You can't argue with Hawaii's travel. 11 straight games, they finally had a bye. Uh, they're playing an awful UNLV team. Uh, it's under touchdown. I, I like Hawaii as well, so those are – kind of three off the board I like. So, Sean, uh, Fargy, you got anything else you're looking at or you want to touch on any of those? No, nothing I, wanna, nothing I want to add. Um, I don't really care for the – my least favorite game is probably the UCLA-USC game, but I do like the uh, the top three, Texas Tech, Middle Tennessee State, and Baylor. And anytime we have a chance to play Hawaii – I'm, I'm on board, so. You just love it because it's like midnight and like it can yeah. put us over the top on like a nice four and two week. Exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll get a text at three fifteen. Well, te- yeah, yeah baby. We, you know, yeah, baby. Thing, you, we could get one at like seven. And he's gonna be like, let's play this UCLA line now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe we won't touch on that. Uh, we like the Oregon game, guys. I think we do. Yeah. Any yeah. any of the ones we didn't necessarily consensus on? I, I don't know that I was a block necessarily, but I know some people were. That may have been kind of deliberate. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to go against the, any of mine either, but uh, you guys have any angles there on the, even the ones well, we didn't consensus on? I don't think I blocked. What was our, our ones were BCFSU, Utah, Colorado? Most of them are my blocks, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not betting Maryland. I'm probably not betting Florida State, and I'm probably not betting Colorado. So I don't know if we want to – Chat these up with Memphis Man in our group chat and maybe just post those out. And, you know, the guys can just follow us on our Twitter handle there for our official picks here. We can probably post them in the next year. Yeah, know, 12 let's do to that. You hours. never know. There could be some line movement, too. If I get, I haven't gotten much on Florida State this week, but maybe if I get a morsel here or there, like I've texted you guys in advance of things, um, I, I, I'm probably batting maybe 
750. I feel like I've missed one. I think I, I was dead wrong on the Miami game, but I, I, I do think I gave you guys a little bit of love. I said steer, stay away from them last week, um, and I think you guys at least hopped on board with that. So if I get something there, maybe it changes the pivot because I was actually leaning towards Florida State, but I doubt I'm going to be able to convince uh, Farky and Memphis Matt, and I, I'm not sure that I should be able to with the offensive line they've trotted out there. So. I think we could probably convince Memphis Matt to UCF if you guys do like that game. You're probably right. I actually think that angle there, too, about the the American Conference could be the thing that sways them, too. So let's put that one just out there maybe for a question mark in the bets area. And then, like I said, the listeners will have to just give us a a follow on Twitter to to get up to noon on Saturday to see what we're out there posting. And I, I know Cincinnati sometimes is – I think Cincinnati is going to be the public side. I mean, this game streams like that NC State-Clemson uh, game where everybody was on NC State, um, the, the public. So I know the public can't move lines, but if we can get a seven here, maybe we can talk Memphis Mad into a UCF bet is where I'm at. All righty. Well, I think that puts a bow on it. Um, next week we'll probably we'll have to work this out, but we'll have to get something out early in the week. Um with, with the Thanksgiving coming, but obviously a huge week of college football next week. And a lot of the reason we don't have a lot of SEC teams is because they're treating this week as buy and play Citadel and Samford and a bunch of garbage teams. So just remember the SEC, it matters. Um, it just matters more. But apparently this week, uh, week 12 in the college football season doesn't mar- uh, matter terribly well to them. So um, we'll d- dive into that more next week and, and some of the big rivalry games in the last week of the season before conference championship week. So, uh, guys, anything else to, to wrap with? Take us home. Nope. Keep us rolling. All righty. That's it, and that's that's all. And uh, good luck. And, it, you know, if you're you're into making money, obviously you got to jump aboard the, the fellas. So follow us on at uh, NEGPODCFB and uh, see what games we're rolling with this week. Later. Good night. You don't like my dirty rap shooting. Go to hell, the short dogs on the mic telling cocktails. H-E-A-D, all you washed up hoes trying to throw that pee. You're just a big freak. You better not complain when you hear these cocktails and you hear your name. If you a fan.